Hallelujah. It's so good to be with you today. Hallelujah. Nakuwa ni furaha sana kuwa na ninyi leo. Today I want to give you uh, an introduction to a very special uh, sermon series. Napenda nianzishe mafundisho yenyewe nitakuwa nafundisha kwa hii masiku ijayo. For a long time I have been uh, thinking in my heart I really would like to bring a message on the book of Revelation. Kwa wakati mrefu nilikuwa nafikiri ndani yangu namna gani naweza kuleta mafundisho ndani ya kitabu ya ufunuo. When you talk about the book of Revelation you usually get two responses from people. Unajua wakati unasema kuhusu kitabu ya ufunuo unapata jibu mbili kutoka kwa watu. One very common response is Oh, I don't read Revelation. It's full of too many crazy things. I don't know what's going on there. Ya kwanza watu watakuelezea ah sipendaki ile kitabu ya ufunuzi isomaki hata kuisoma kwa ajili ndani hayo muko bitu bya kuvuruka bya mingi. But the other kind of people, I'm scared of these people. They go, "Oh, I love Revelation." Lakini mimi nashangaka bengine atakwambia, "Njoo kitabu kyenye mimi napendaka sana." I love to look at Revelation and figure out what everything is. In fact, I can tell you everything that's going to happen. Namiambia naipendaka sana naisha kuisomaka sana naweza kukuambia tabia yote vile vishaandikiwa mule. To those people I say, "You better go read Psalms." Sasa kwa wale watu na watumaka na samwende msome Zaburi. But I'm bringing this message today because to most of us who like What is Revelation talking about? Naleta hii kwetu kwa ajili wengi wetu wanakuwa wanajiuliza ufunuo hii kitabu inasema nini? I don't know how long this series is going to go. It'll probably go for a couple of months at least. Sijui hii mafundisho itabeba wakati ngapi lakini naaminia itabeba majuma kidogo. Revelation is full of so many interesting things. Ufunuo inakuwa na vitu vya mingi vya maana sana. It's a, a revelation of what God wants to show to all of the people of the earth. Inakuwa ni ufunuo ile Mungu anapenda kuonesha kwa watu wote wa dunia. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. Inakuwa ni ufunuo wa Yesu Kristo. One thing you and I need to understand is the book of Revelation is actually a book of worship. Kitu kimoja kile wewe na mimi tunapasha kuelewa ni kusema kitabu ya ufunuo inakuwa ni kitabu cha mabudu. We'll see this a little bit later but it says very clearly that Whoever reads the book of Revelation will be blessed. Tutaisoma hii masiku ya mbele lakini Biblia inasema wote mwenye anasoma kitabu ya ufunuo ni mtu mwenyewe amebarikiwa. So as we look at this book, I expect for our congregation to be blessed. Wakati tunasoma hii kitabu naamini kusema kanisa yetu mzima itabarikiwa. Now when I preach about Revelation, I'm not going to be telling you every single little thing that happens in the history of the world. We can't figure all that out. You know, it's much like when Jesus came the first time. Many of the Old Testament scriptures were prophecies about Jesus that he would come. Na utaona kusema maabitabu mingi ya agano la kale ilikuwa nasema kuhusu Yesu kuja pa dunia. But when he did came, all did when he did come, all the people who read those Old Testament scriptures, they didn't recognize him when he came. Lakini wakati alifika, bale watu wenye walikuwa nafundisha ile kitabu hawakumjua tena. I think it's going to be a little bit like this. Nadhani inaweza kuwa paka vile. We aren't going to know everything. Tunaweza kujua yote. But what we do is when they're happening we can say ah oh, I saw that I read that it's now. Lakini wakati vitu vitakuwa nafanyika itatusajia kwa kusema ah nilisoma hii nishakajua hii. 
So the revelation is a revelation of Jesus Christ. Ufunuo inakuwa ni ufunuo wa Yesu Kristo. It's a revelation about him and it's a revelation from him. Inakuwa ni ufunuo kutoka kwake na inakuwa ni ufunuo inasemezea yeye. The writer of this book of the Bible is the apostle John. Na mule ule mwenye aliandika kitabu anaitwa Mtume Yohana. Now John was not a very educated man. Unajua Yohana akujifunza sana masomo, but he was a man who was full of the spirit of God. Lakini alikuwa ni mtu alikuwa shajazwa na roho ya Mungu. He was also a man who loved people and loved the church. Na alikuwa ni mtu alipenda watu na alipenda kanisa sana. But he was also very very uh, serious when it came to leading churches. Na tena alikuwa mtu wa kunyoloka kabisa wakati wa kuongoza kanisa. There is a story told about the apostle John when he was coming to Ephesus one time. Na kuna kwa hadithi inasema kuhusu huyu mtume wakati alikuwa anaenda muumuji ya Waefeso. And he had been he had been to Ephesus before and he had been a pastor there. Na alikuwa kule kama mchungaji. And when he came back after being away for some time he he was asking where is that young man I was discipling who used to be in this church Na wakati aliachele kanisa kisha masiku alirudiria alikuwa anauliza eko wapi kijana mwenye nilikuwa nafundisha hapa And the pastor of the church says oh he just he's worthless he just doesn't come to church and we don't see him anymore Na pastor mwenye aliacha pala anamjibu oh usijali na ule ashakaenda ana kazi And John said I will not accept that and he asked around he wanted to find out where he was he found out that he had fallen away from god and he had joined a group of robbers and thieves and they told him it's very dangerous where he, he lives in a cave with these other robbers it's very dangerous up there John did not hesitate. He climbed the mountain, he went into the cave. And he brought that man back. And he preached to him and he preached to the other robbers in the cave. And he brought them back to Jesus. That's the kind of man who is telling this story of revelation. At his heart he's a pastor and a shepherd. He's also a prophet and a revelator. And that's what we're going to look at today. This uh, book of Revelation was written about AD 96. <clears throat> there was a emperor at the time his name was Domitian. And during the reign of Domitian as he was emperor he began to uh, start a very strong persecution against the church. This is the time when they would gather up Christians and bring them to Rome. And they would gather as like a football stadium all the people for their entertainment. They'd put the Christians 
in the middle of the uh, arena and send wild animals to go kill them and eat them. Na watu walikuwa nakutana ndani ya eh, stadi wala fazi ya michezo, bataweka pale watu banayala lakini baba pale ba Kristo wenye balifungwa banabatia mkatikati na banafungua manyama ya makali yende kabakule. And you might ask why did this emperor want to do these things? Na unaweza kujiuliza ni kwa nini huyu mfalme alikuwa anafanya vitu kama hivi? There was really only one reason. Kulikuwa tu sababu moja. He was Caesar, the emperor. Yeye alikuwa ule Caesar, ule alikuwa mkubwa. And they believed in those days if you are in my country you have to worship me. Na kwa ile wakati wao walikuwa nafikiri kusema kama uko mtu ndani ile mgini yake unapasha kumwabudu yeye mfalme. So all the people of the Roman Empire were supposed to worship the emperor. Kwa ile wakati watu wote wa Roma walikuwa naabudu mfalme wao. But there was a couple of groups of troublesome people who refused to do that. Lakini kulikuwa tu kikundi ya watu ambao walikuwa wanaleta mfuruko walikuwa wanakataa kumwabudu. They said they'd be happy to be citizens of the country. Na walisema sisi tunapenda kabisa kuwa watu wa mgini yako. They'd be happy to pay their taxes. Tutapenda kabisa kulipa eh, makuta kwa, kwa serikali. They're happy to be part of the the ceremonies and what not of the of the country. Ni mzuri tutafanya byote bile mgini naomba tufanye. But they refused to La- worship the emperor. Lakini atuwezi kuabudu mfalme. Because they said we can only worship one god. Kwa jili walisema tunaitwa kuabudu mpaka Mungu mmoja. We will not share our worship with anybody else. Atuwezi nagawanya maabudu yetu ya Mungu wetu na mtu mwingine. Now the Romans thought that was the craziest thing they'd ever heard of. Sasa wa Roma waliona kama hii ni bazimu ya nguvu kusikia mambo kama hivi. In fact the Romans felt like you know uh, where, what god are you worshiping? Sasa wa Roma walikuwa nauliza And, and they would say we worship Jesus, we worship the Lord God Almighty. And so the Romans would say, well where is he? And the Christians would say, well Now, uh, you can't see him, he's up in heaven. And then they would say, okay. Well, if you if you can't uh, If you can't show show me him where, where is your temple where do you worship Sasa walisema kama muweze kutoonesha kule yeye Mungu wenu eko Fazi kwenye mnaabudu ni wapi They wanted to know where do you do your sacrifices Wanasema ni wapi kule mnaenda kupeleka sadaka yenu Because all the Romans they did sacrifices to all their gods Kwa jili wa Roma wote walikuwa wanapeleka sadaka yao kwa Mungu wao And they had temples where they would go to worship Walikuwa na maekalu kwenye walikuwa wanaenda kuabudu But the Christians didn't have anything like that. Lakini wa Kristo hawakuwa na kitu kama vile. So you know what the Romans called the Christians? Sasa mnajua wa Roma walikuwa wanaita wa Kristo wanani? They called them atheists. Walikuwa wanabaita kusema watu wenye baaminia mwa Mungu. They said you can't see their god. Wanasema hawa watu hautaona Mungu wao. You can't find their temple. Hautaona hekalu kwenye wanaabudu. They don't do any sacrifices. Abato wake hata sadaka. They don't have a god. Hapana na Mungu. They're atheists. Ni watu wenye baaminia mwa Mungu. But the Christians would stand by their word. Lakini Wakristo walikuwa nasimama ndani ya imani yao. They say we worship the one true God. Walikuwa nasema sisi ndio tunaabudu Mungu wa kweli. And we will not worship you or any of your gods. Na hatutaabudu mmoja wa Mungu wenu. And that's why the Christians suffered persecution. Ni kwa maana Wakristo waliteseka sana. Well when Domitian emperor came out and he began to enforce the worship of himself in all of the provinces. 
Kisha Cesare ilikuwa ni Donasia mwenyewe alikuwa mfalme na yeye alikuwa anasukuma Wakristo wote kwa kumwabudu wala kuwateswa. They began to report back to him, here are the people that refuse to worship you. Na watu walikuwa wanaenda kumwambia mfalme kuko watu wala wapende kukuabudu. And one of the people at the top of the list was our dear disciple apostle John. Na mmoja ule alikuwa juu ya wale wote walikuwa wanakataa kuabudu wa Mungu wapo ilikuwa ni huyu mtume Yohana. So first they took him and they tortured him. Ya kwanza walimkamata na walimpiga ajabu. What we learn from tradition is that John was actually put in oil that was boiling hot. Yenye tunajifunza ni kusema balibeba eh, tuku banatia mafuta banaitokoteshe na kwa moto banamubeba Yohana banamtia ndani. Maybe they thought that would kill him but it did not kill him. Walizania hii njoo ya kumuua mzuri lakini walishangaishwa haikumuua. So he was still alive and they left him to live out the rest of his life to die on the island of Patmos. Na walimubeba wanamtosha wanampeleka kukisangala wala kuil ya Patmos balimweka pale kwa aishi pale na mpaka wakati atakufa. Patmos is an island in the Mediterranean Sea. Patmos inakuwa ni ili ile iko kumer Mediterranean. It's not a very big island. Haiko ya mkubwa sana. You could probably walk around the Isle of Patmos in about a day. Unaweza kutembea na kumaliza ile kisangala kwa siku tu moja. And wherever you look all the way around the island you see nothing but the sea. Lakini kama uko pale huko unaangalia pembeni yako kando kando yako yote utaona ni maji. So there was no way for them to escape. Ilikuwa nguvu kwa hao watu kukimbia and the expectation was that John would die there on the island. Na yenyewe walimtia pale walichunga tu ni afariki kule kule kisangala. It is while John was there that he got his vision. Ni wakati Yohana alikuwa pale ndio kwenye alipata hii maufunuo. And since he didn't have anything else to do, he just wrote down the vision. Gisi asukua na kitu kingine cha kufanya, kazi yake ilikuwa tu ni kuandika maoni yenye alikuwa nayo. John was arrested at the early part of the at the early part of the persecution. Na Yohana walimfunga kule kumwanzo tu ya kuteseka kwa Wakristo. And the emperor just kind of forgot about him. Na huyu mfalme alimsahau na kumsahau. Meanwhile the other Christians were being persecuted, many of them were killed. Na kwa hiyo wakati Wakristo wengine walikuwa wanafungwa na kuuawa. Also many of the Christians they would not be able to stand up in their faith and they would say okay I'll I'll give a worship to the emperor. Na kwa ile wakati moja moja kuko wakristo wengine hawakuweza kusimama ndani ya imani yao baliba mpango ya kumwabudu ule mfalme. And so that happened. Ndio mambo lifanyika. And many people fell away. Na watu wengi walianguka ndani ya imani yao. You see the people who were Roman uh, in the Roman Empire they were required to publicly say Caesar is Lord. Watu wale walikuwa ni kala kule Roma waliwaomba kukuwa na kiri kumetu ya watu kusema Cesari anakuwa ni bwana. It was the highest the highest title that anybody could have. Ilikuwa ni fadhi mkubwa yenye mtu alipasha kupata. But you know what the Christians would do in their meetings? Sasa mnajua wakristo walikuwa nasema nini wakati wanakutana? When they would talk to each other? Wakati wanakutana kwa wakipenda kuingia walikuwa nasema Jesus is Lord. Walikuwa nasema Yesu ndiye Bwana. We sing those songs and we say that today. Na paka leo tunaendelea kuimba na kuisema leo. But we don't have that persecution. Lakini hatuteseke gisi wale watu walikuwa wanateseka. But if we had lived in that time and we were to sing the songs that we sang today, they would come in grab us and 
Kama ilikuwa ni ile wakati ya kuteseka tukipima kuimba manyimbo kama hii tunaimbaka leo bangekuwa washatufunga zamani waenda kutumaliza You can only say one person is Lord Unaweza kusema mpaka mtu mmoja yeye ndiye Bwana So even if it means death for me I still want to say Jesus Hata kama itaomba nifariki lakini nitaendelea kusema Yesu ndiye Bwana No matter what the cost Jesus is Lord. Ingawa bei yenyewe nitaomba kulipa, nitailipa lakini nitasema Yesu ndiye Bwana. To be a Christian at this time in the Roman Empire was certain persecution. Kwa kuwa tu Mkristo kwa hiyo wakati mwili mji wa Roma ilikuwa ni kunaitika mateso kabisa. They would take all the pastors and leaders and then they would torture them and publicly kill them. Batabeba viongozi banaenda nabo kubateswa na kubaua kwa mwisho yote. They would also go and take your homes. Take your houses, take your stuff. Batabeba wanakunyang'anya bichi yako yote nyumba yako na bichi vya baby nyoko nabi. Pastor Feast just got a new house. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pastor Feast anapata nyumba mpya. <laughs> I think I'm speaking for him. One day we're going to invite you all to come over there and have a big party, right? Yeah. Anasema kwa jina kusema masiki kidogo tutamita wote twende tukafurahiwe kunyumba ya mpya. But wouldn't it be terrible he's worked so hard to get this house he and Helen have done all the work they've planned they've saved their money they've done what they could imagine they just get their brand new house and they say okay you say Jesus is or you say Caesar is lord or we're going to take away your house Mozanietu mwepeke kisha hii mateso hii tunateswa kwa kupata hii nyumba mnaipata paka hivi jambo nakuwa nakwambia sema Cesari ni bwana kama useme vile tunakunyang'anya ile nyumba What would you say Pastor Fis? Say Jesus is the Lord. Amen. Jesus is Lord. That's right. Pastor ananiuliza sasa pastor niambie tu kweli utasema nini? Mimi namuuliza kusema mimi nitasema Yesu ndiye Bwana anaweza kubeba tanyumba. So in this book of Revelation we are going to begin to see look at the next slide what must happen very soon. Sasa wakati tuko nasoma kitabu tutakwenda kujifunza ni nini itafanyika masiku kidogo. You see God was revealing the word revelation means to reveal. Mnaona hapa Mungu eko nafunua bitu kwa ajili ufunue inamaanisha kufunua and he was going to show his people what was going to happen. Na Mungu alikuwa anaelezea watu wake ni nini itafanyika. Also this book of revelation is concerning the word of God and the testimony about Jesus Christ. Na hii kitabu ya ufunuo inasema kuhusu neno ya Mungu na tena ufunuo kuhusu huyu mtu Yesu Kristo. You see because one of the main messages of this whole book is that Jesus Christ is Lord. Kwa ajili ukiangalia mjumbe ya munene ndani ya hii kitabu ni kusema tu Yesu Kristo ndiye Bwana. And that's the question I want to ask all of you today and throughout the rest of this series. Jo swali yenyewe mimi napenda niulize wote wao watu weko hapa na tutakwenda kujiuliza hii mpaka na mwisho wa mafundisho yetu. Who is Lord of your life? Nikukuuliza nani bwana wa maisha yako? You see that is really your question as a believer as a Christian as a person in this world. Hii inakuwa ni swali yenye tunakuuliza wewe kama mkristu kama mwaminifu mwenye huko pa dunia hapa. Who is your Lord? Ni nani bwana wako? Who can tell you what to do? Ni nani anaweza kukuelezea bienye unapasha fanya? Who can tell you what not to do? Nani anaweza kukuelezea bitu bila upashe fanya? You know too many times 
people are afraid, oh, if I, if I go to church, I gotta have my hair a certain way, or my clothes a certain way, all these things, or they're gonna kick me out. Mwanajua watu wengi wanazaniaka hapa mimi kwenda kanisa nywele yangu inapasha kuwa namna fulani na namna yangu ya kuvala wala mavazi yangu inapasha kuwa namna nyingine kama asifanye vile watanifukuza mkanisa But you see, really it doesn't matter what I think or what anybody else thinks Mwanajua aijali na yeye mimi mimi nafikiri wala yeye watu wengine wanafikiri The question is who is your lord Lakini swali ni nani bwana wako Who is the one that can tell you Quit your job and move across the country. Ni nani mwanyaweza kukueleza leo asema acha kazi yako na ukwenda tembea mumujini humu kwa kuhubiri. Who is the one who can tell you I want you at your work to pray to Jesus every day and begin to share and witness to those people around you. Nani anaweza kukueleza kusema napenda wewe kwanza leo ukifika kukazi useme kuhusu mimi kwa watu wote wale uko natumika na wewe. Who can tell you that? Nani mwenyeweza kueleza vile? Only your Lord. Nipaka ule anaitwa Bwana wako. So who is your Lord? Nani sasa Bwana wako? That's really the question of this whole book. Inakuwa ni swali munene ndani ya hiki kitabu kyote. Who is your Lord? Nani Bwana wako? Do you know who the Lord is of most of the people in this country? Mnachua ni nani Bwana wa watu ba mingi muhimu gini? Who is the Lord of most everybody? Mani. Do you think it's uh do you think it's uh President Trump? I don't think so. Tunapenda kumiuliza mnazanyani nani bwana wa watu wa mingi umuhimu gini? Mnazanyani Rais Trump? Do you think the lord of most of the people is uh some, some political leader? No. Mnazania hawa wakubwa wa serikali wanakuwa wa bwana wa watu wengi hapa? Hapana. The lord of just about everybody is themselves. Most people will say I am the one who will decide what I'm going to do. And you see we're all in this terrible battle between the Lord being the Lord of our life and me being the Lord of my life. Bwana Yesu anakuwa bwana wangu wala mimi peke mimi nakuwa bwana wa mimi peke. Everything comes down to that question. Bitu byote binakuwa chini ya iswali. Who is your lord? Nani bwana wako? So that's what this book is going to show us. Jo ile kitabu itakwenda kutuonesha. So this book is a revelation it shows it reveals. Hii kitabu inakuwa ni ufunuo inatufununia bitu. There's another word you can see sometimes. It's the word apocalypse. Na kuko fazi nyingine utasikia kama mkifaransa tunasema apocalypse. Raise your hand if you've heard that word apocalypse before. Nyosha mkono kwa msaka sikia hii neno apocalypse. Most of the time you think of a movie with some dreadful animal people eating other people kind of thing that goes on in that in that movie. Zaidi apocalypse tunaona ni mafilme ile mko banyama bego nakula watu wala watu bego nafanya mambo watu ya mbaya mbaya vile. So I used to think the word apocalypse simply meant the end of time. Wakati nilikuwa nadhania kusema apocalypse inamaanisha tu mwisho ya wakati. But you know what apocalypse really means? Na mnajua apocalypse inamaanisha nini? The same exact thing as revelation. Inamaanisha tu kusema ufunuo. It's showing or revealing what's going to happen. Inasema tu kuhusu na inatonesha vitu vyenye vitafanyika. It's just one word is Greek and the other one is Latin. Nikusema tu neno moya iko Latin na nyingine ku Greek. So this book is about revealing or showing what's going to happen. 
Hii kitabu inatuelezea tu nini itatone, itafanyika na inatonesha nini itafanyika. But more important than showing what's going to happen it's showing who is going to happen. Lakini ya maana ni kusema nani atafanyika. It's a book that reveals Jesus Christ. Ni kitabu kinye kinafunua wala kinaonesha Yesu Kristo. Who he is. Yeye ni nani? In his triumph and his glory. Ndani ya mateso yake na ndani ya utukufu wake. And it starts from the very beginning of the book. Na inaanza kumwanzo kabisa ya kitabu. Now as we go through Revelation we're going to see all kinds of symbolic things, animals and and uh, light and and dark and things like that. Wakati tutakuwa tunasoma hii tunafunza hii tutakwenda kuona maana ya banyama benye tuko nasoma hapa maana ya ma eh, limiare ile tuko naona ma mwangaza yenye tuko naona mule inamaanisha nini kila kitu kia vile tutakwenda kujifunza. I remember one of my friends in college he was so angry reading the book of Revelation. Nakumbuka rafiki yangu wakati tulikuwa nasoma alikuwa na kisirani sana wakati alikuwa nasoma kitabu ya ufundi. I, I can't understand this thing. Alikuwa anieleza sielewe kitu Why didn't they just write it in plain English? Sasa njoni ni abayandike tu kuifanya tu Kiingereza tu ya wazi wazi. Well the first thing to tell them is it wasn't written in English at all. Sasa ya kwanza ya kumaliza ni kusema kitabu kwanza kikuandikiwa mkiingereza. It was written in another language. Iliandikiwa mruga nyingine. But the writing took place during a time of persecution. Lakini ule mwandikaji aliandika wakati ya mateso sana. So John as he's writing it, he's disguising all the things in symbolic languages. Na wakati Yohana alikuwa anaandika, alikuwa anaficha maana ya bitu na maalama. Because you see persecution is happening and in order to share the message, they had to do it in kind of like a secret code kind of way. Unajua hii wakati Mateso ilikuwa nguvu kwa kugawanya mjumbe walikuwa naifanya mu masembolu wala mu wala wanaificha wanaweka tu mfano ya kitu moja lakini inamaanisha kitu kingine It's like writing these stories in a way so the government wouldn't understand what we're talking about Ilikuwa tu ni namna ya kusema bego naandika bitu ili bale wa serikali basielewe ni nini watu bego naandika So that only the people the Christians who read it would see Ni paka wa Kristo jo alikuwa na ile uwezo ya kuelewa Now why should we read the book of Revelation? Sasa ni kwa nini tunapaswa kusoma kitabu ya ufunuo? Most people want to read it just to find out what's going to happen. I want to be able to tell the future. Mnajua watu wengi wanapenda tu kusoma ili wajue ni nini itafanyika masiku ya mbele. But it really isn't written for that purpose. Lakini haikuandikiwa kwa ile sababu tu. It's written so that when we read it, you can see what God is revealing while we're going through it. Iliandikiwa ili wakati uko unasoma ujue kwenye Mungu yuko anatupeleka na bila atafanya. But there is something I want us all to get from going through this series. Lakini napenda kitu kimoja si bote tukijue wakati tutakuwa nasoma. If you turn to the next slide please. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy aloud and blessed are those who hear and obey the things written in it because the time is near. Biblia nasema Abarikiwe mwenye anasoma hii kitabu na abarikiwe hata mwenye anasikia kwa ajili wakati akutimiziwa kwa hivi vitu ni sasa hivi iko karibu. Now this should give us a little comfort everybody because it doesn't say blessed is the one who reads and understands. Hii inapasha kututia moyo kwa ajili aiseme tu abarikiwe mwenye ule anasoma na anaelewa. Just blessed is the one who reads. Wala wanasema wanasema tu ni abarikiwe mwenye anasoma. So we are going to read this. Sasa sisi tutakwenda kuisoma. And we're going to be blessed. Na tutabarikiwa. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.
Bwana sifiwe. Could I invite the worship team to come back up? Hazalika baimbaji wakuje. So this book is a this book of revelation is also a book of worship. Hii kitabu ya ufunuo inakuwa pia kitabu cha mabudu. We read a little bit into the first chapter from John it's from uh, the apostle John to the seven churches in in Asia Minor. Tunakwenda kusoma Yohana anaandikia makanisa saba ya kule ku Moyen-Orient. And who is the one that the message is from? Na ni banani wenyewe wanapata hii mjumbe. I found this very interesting. Mimi naona ni amana sana. It's from he who was Inasema ni kwa kwa ule alikuwaka from he who is inaenda kwa ule iko and if you were to complete that without knowing the third one what would you say na kama banakwambia umalizie hii lakini aujue ni nini utasema unaweza sema nini do you follow what i'm saying we would say he who was he who is and he who shall be or he who will be nasema hii kitabu kinasema kuhusu mule alikuwaka ule iko na ule atakuwa but that is not what it says lakini aiseme vile He's putting action into this description. Inafanya matendo yote ifanike ndani ya gisi banahitaji bibisi. He who was, ule alikuwaka. He who is, ule iko. And he who is to come. Na ule atakuja. That means contact with us. Nikusema eko ndani ya uhusiano na sisi. He's not just the God who ever shall be. Aiko tu Mungu atakuwaka. He's the God who's coming to you and me. Lakini ni Mungu ule iko kwako na mimi. Hallelujah. Amen. He's not going to leave us. Hata tuacha pale. He's not going to forsake us. Hata tuachilia. He is coming back to us. Yeye eko narudia kwetu. And he is also called Alpha and Omega. Na yeye anaitwa mwanzo Alpha na Omega. Now Alpha and Omega means are the are the first letter and the last letter of the Greek alphabet. Alpha na Omega inakuwa ni letra ya kwanza ya alphabet Greek, Alpha kisha Omega inakuwa ni letra ya mwisho. We can read in uh, some of the Old Testament writings they would they would say Adam became a sinner from Aleph to Tau which is the Greek or the uh, the Hebrew letters of A to Z. Unaweza kusema fazi nyingine wanasema Adamu alikuwa alifanya dhambi na alijikutana ndani ya dhambi mwanzo mpaka mwisho mnamo ya kuandika ya ya Wayuda. But the point of this message is we are seeing that God is God from the beginning until the end. Lakini wakati tunasoma tunao kusema Mungu ni Mungu kwanza mwanzo mpaka mwisho. So I'm going to stop my message in the middle here and pick up next week. Nitamalizia hapa na tutaendelesha Juma ijayo. But I want to make this final point and then I'm going to ask Pastor Feast to sing the song about Alpha and Omega. Yes. Tutakwenda kusema tu nukta ya mwisho na tutaomba Pastor Feast enda katuimbie mwimbo kuhusu mwanzo na mwisho Alpha na Omega. One of the things we should understand as we look through this book. Kitu ya kwanza tunapasha kuelewa wakati tunaangalia hii kitabu is the greatness of Jesus Christ. Ni ukubwa wa Yesu Kristo. He is greater than the persecution those people were facing. Yeye ni mkubwa kuzidi hata mateso ile wale watu walikuwa wanateseka. He is greater than any trial you are facing. Yeye ni mkubwa kuzidi mateso yote ile uko unapita ndani. He is greater than the house you are buying. Yeye ni mkubwa kuzidi hata nyumba 
is greater than the clothes you wear. Is greater than your job. Is greater than all the relationships you have. He is alpha and omega. He was there at the beginning. Now listen to this. He's already there at the end. He's waiting for us to arrive. He's waiting to receive us to himself. He is already there. You see, we don't need to worry about tomorrow. Because God is already there tomorrow. He already knows everything. You don't need to worry. He is already there. You don't need to worry about the day that you die. Because he is already there. I've been thinking a lot about dying lately. I've had three strokes in two years. And you know, some people who get strokes, they never recover their, the use of their body back again. But God has been really good to me. I just thank him. He is so good. And we are still working on trying to figure out why these strokes happen and to keep them from happening again. And I feel very certain that God is going to see me through this. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now the thing that I want you to grab onto our life is fragile. We never know when we're going to get a stroke or something happens like that. But this one thing we can be sure of. He is Alpha. He is Omega. He was there at the beginning. He's already there at the end. We're just moving in direction toward him. So no matter what happens to me in my life, at the end of the day, I will go to him. Hallelujah. If I end up going there before you, I will be waiting for you when you come. But I plan a long time staying on this earth. I have a lot of work to do. And besides that, I want to stay with you and go through this journey together. He is Alpha and Omega. Would you please stand? Pastor Feast, close us in this song. Okay, thank you.